Hi, this is Dr. Frances Malone, founder of the Intuitive Parents Collective. I've been working with children and their families to provide holistic relationship-based medical care throughout my career. This podcast is for parents interested in consciously raising naturally healthy kids. Here we will dive into topics that span childhood and parenting as well as hosting exciting guests. So whenever you find yourself at the end of your parenting rope, tune into the Intuitive Parents podcast to get support and new ideas about making parenting fun. Thank you for joining us today for the Intuitive Parents podcast. I'm Frances Malone. I created the Intuitive Parents Collective and this podcast to reach parents everywhere to share creative ideas, hacks, and to provide supportive ideas for your parenting journey. Today's guest is Sarah Salisat from the Foster Lane. Hi, Sarah. Welcome. Can you start by telling? Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and why you're here today? Absolutely. So I am a adoptive parent to a spectacular young adult, and I'm also a parent coach to parents of children who are currently placed in the foster care system. And I'm here today to talk really about parenting children who have experienced trauma in ways that you can increase connection. Great. Sarah, you have a business called The Foster Lane, and can you tell us a little bit about that? That's your parent coaching business, is that correct? Absolutely. So The Foster Lane started about six-ish years ago as a blog, and it was the blog of our journey through being foster parents and being licensed and learning a lot about being trauma parents And along the way, we had a social worker who said, you need to do something with all of the information that you've amassed. Because at that point, I consumed about 1,500 hours of content on trauma parenting. (laughs) And yeah, it it was a lot. So I went through the graduate level program at the Parent Coach Institute to be a certified parent coach. And uh, started working with the county and with the parents of children who are in foster care. And I am very proud to say that I'm a trauma-informed parent coach. So I take a very trauma-informed approach and I utilize three evidence-based modalities in my practice. And I help kids reunify with their parents. Wow. That's awesome. And I love this story of you researching all of this because it is close to your heart because you're living it. You're in the trenches with your beautiful adoptive child and trying to learn to be the best parent for that person, that child, and then passing it on to other parents uh, through your blog and then through creating this business. And does your business Um, as a certified parent coach, do you work with families all across the United States and in other countries, or is it just local to your um, geographic area? Excellent question. So I have had people from all across the globe join my support group that meets every other Wednesday evening. And then I've had parents that I've worked with the foster and adoptive parents from all across the United States 
that have been my clients. And as you mentioned, I also have a fair amount of local clients as well. Great. And how do people um, set up those uh, connections with you? Do you? Can you tell us what your uh, website address is so that our audience could contact you in the event that they wanted to utilize your services? Sure. So there's three main ways that you can get some of the information I have. And the first is my book, and that's available pretty much wherever you buy your books worldwide um, online. And that book is Welcome to the Foster Lane. And you can get an excerpt of that on my website, which is thefosterlane.com. The second way to get some information kind of about the work that I do is an online course that I also have on the fosterlane.com's website. And that course is on the four S's of attachment and how you can connect in really great ways to your children and to other people in your lives. And it also talks about different attachment styles and what that looks like in children and adults. And then finally, if you're looking to work with me directly, um, there's a contact on that website as well that you can reach out and we can talk about um, what parent coaching would look like for your specific challenges, the duration that that would look like, and the frequency that we would meet. Great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I know that um, our listeners will really appreciate being able to get in touch with you in the event that they decide that that's the next step for their family. Sure. Can you tell us a little bit about the four S's of attachment? I know that you've just given us um, how to look it up online. And, but if you can give us a taste of um, some of that information here, perhaps that will help people to, you know, to feel that they want to reach out and get connected with you. Sure. So Ultimately, it goes back to wanting to create a secure attachment, and you can have a different attachment with different people in your life, and your children can have a different attachment or connection with the different adults in their lives as well. And we, the attachment style that we have as the adults, we typically pass on to our children because we react and respond to situations and stressors in mostly predictable ways. So the four S's is teaches people how to respond in a way that increases that security, that connection, and that trust between adult and child, or even adult to adult. And the four S's are safe, which is physical safety and also mental emotional safety. Seen, which is connecting to the inner world, not just the words that someone says or the body language that they're showing, but what their true internal experience is. So that's seen. Then it's soothed, which is when we help regulate or teach how to self-regulate. And then all of that leads to security. And what I know, at least the people that I talk to, when their child has a problem or when someone in their life has a problem, they really just want to jump to the soothed. They want to fix it. And if you skip the first two, that's not necessarily reinforcing that secure attachment. Right. And as we know, uh, attachment really is the basis for all of our interactions. Mm -hmm. 
whether they are out in our social world or whether they're with people who are in our immediate families. And growing our attachment with people doesn't have to only happen when we are infants. It happens throughout our lifetime and is what I believe to be one of the biggest challenges of parents when they have a new infant or they have a new adoptive child in their life is to understand their own historical attachment responses and then to be able to decide how they're going to move forward with relating to their new infant or their new person in their life or their new coworkers. And so that your work really touches on a fundamental, um, I guess, in piece or place of information for people to ground themselves and to really get support. Absolutely. And I really appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, Some of the um, recommendations that I make for parents when a child reaches one year old, um, which is in my mind, a period where parents get out of the uh, initial task learning, um, high learning trajectory of the first year, their child is now beginning to walk and feels a little bit in more independent than the parent needing the parent for every single thing. And I ask parents to start dipping into Brene Brown's vulnerability work because I find that that is a, a nice uh, foray into people knowing a little bit more about themselves as parents or as people and then as parents and then can make decisions about how they wanna move forward uh, in incorporating different strategies in helping them to navigate the whole next 25 to 30 years of parenting, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So your work is a nice compliment to that because what I'm seeing on your website as well as hearing from you is that these strategies and awareness of them are really brought home for people in um, constructive ways. Absolutely. And the clients that I typically work with have attachment ruptures in their past and they really struggle with relationships. And this could be they were in foster care themselves or they're realizing as we're talking about attachment and talking about how they respond and uh, their go-to responses for situations, they're realizing they're opening their mouths and their parents are coming out <laughs> And yeah. it can be, it can be a little bit surprising and a little bit daunting, but when it starts to click and when they come back session after session saying, oh my gosh, my child opened up about something that I know they never would have told me before. It's just, it makes all of the hard work worth it. Yes. So that's great. I find that, um, when I suggest to parents that they do self-care in whatever form that needs to be for them, whether it's mental health support and getting a parent and or getting a parent coach or even just taking time for themselves to exercise and to be out of the home, that they often look at me like, how is that gonna help this interaction with my child? And the reality is, is that from my perspective, when a parent learns to care for and self-love themselves, 
it increases their ability to show up for their child. Their Mm -hmm. child realizes that their parent is grounding and creating a firmer base of support for themselves. And then they can lean on their parent a little bit more. They can see because our children's relationship to us is so um, not just in proximity, it's energetic. It is a um, more than five cents engagement, Mm -hmm. I guess. And that our children are aware of those shifts that we make even just internally in our own perspective about ourselves. And then they can lean into their parents a little bit more. They see that their parent is more secure and more able to, to handle what they have to bring forward. Absolutely. I connect it to being on an airplane when they say, mm-hmm. if the, if the air masks come down, put it on yourself first and then onto the person that you're with, because to your point, if you're not taking care of yourself, you don't have the emotional energy. You don't have the mental energy. You don't have the physical energy to meet your child or your spouse where they are in their excitement, in their stress, in their fear. And then everybody walks away kind of feeling yucky versus if you take time to really take care of yourself and replenish your, your bucket, as so many people use that analogy, then when there are points of stress or when there's points of excitement, you can match that level of enthusiasm and have the right amount of support, which leads to really beautiful connections. Yes, exactly. Sarah, I'm wondering if you have um, a strategy or something that we can share with our parents today that they could implement that doesn't require a full coaching um, relationship with you. That's, you know, perhaps something that you um, can advise someone to put into place today with their kiddo or their family or their partner um, that allows them to make one little first step forward in shifting whatever the paradigm is that they're working in. Absolutely. So the good thing is I'm going to give you the tip that you can download on my website. Uh, the, if you do the email opt-in, you'll get a few sheets of a few, a PDF that allows you to learn more about it and kind of hear the background story and things along those lines. But for this tip, really all you need is a dry erase marker and an erasable surface. And what it is, is writing everyone in the family's name on your bathroom mirror, or in our case, we have a dry erase board in our bathroom and you jot down your feelings. Now, this is going to feel weird. I have a lot of parents who are like, my kids are never going to do this. I've got teenage boys and they're going to think this is ridiculous. I'm going to let you know. Yes, it may be uncomfortable, but they're going to go off of your attitude. So if you're open to it, they're going to be open to it. And you just have people write down, you know, one or two things that they're feeling. And then it's your job when you pause in the restroom for whatever reason, and you see that they've written something, you seek them out and say, oh, you know, you wrote that you're sad. What are you sad about? You know, what's upsetting you today? And if they write that they're excited, like, oh, I see that you're excited. Like what, what's exciting for you today? And the beauty of this 
is it allows children to bring things up in a less intimate way, but still have connection. And it allows parents windows into their children's world that they otherwise might not have. And in our family, it made a difference in talking about some pretty significant mental health and school struggles that I don't think we would have known about otherwise. And you just keep it going. And then um, we have feelings charts, which I've had created, and those are in the PDF. So it can kind of help come up with ideas. And then you can talk about the fact that you can be excited and frustrated and angry and happy all in the same day and just normalizing complex feelings. And you can even feel all those feelings about the same situation. Um, that's That would be my biggest tip that's really easy to implement today. Sarah, I love that. I love it on so many levels because it allows a person, as you mentioned, to have different feelings about a scenario and to be able to throw them up there, allow a parent a window into seeing what's going on for their child and to approach it in a later in the day, even allowing mm-hmm. some time to pass so that, so the person has had an opportunity to process whatever it is. I think that um, you probably already suggested this on your PDF but the young kids could draw a picture of their face, like a smiley face or a sad mm-hmm. face or a whatever, if they don't know how to spell the words of how they're feeling or um, that you've probably seen many, many iterations of that. And what a really great uh, idea about how to put this um, communication about things in the front of what a family's doing versus That's- not being able to see what's going on with your child in their mind or in their hearts. Absolutely. And I've had clients say, my kids are not going to do this, but I did a vendor event where I was selling my book and I had a wheel with like free giveaways. And I had these feelings charts, which they're like little emojis that show the feelings. And I probably gave out about a hundred different charts and feelings boards that day and every single kid was like oh my gosh I really hope I get that and then if their parents were attuned to their excitement they'd be like oh which one are you feeling and the kids would look and they would point and then so that's really how it starts is kind of pointing to what the face looks like to your point or drawing and then it can grow and we have a 19 year old who's living at home who still writes her feelings up there because just because you're an adult doesn't mean your feelings go away. (laughs) And so it's startable at a young age. And my spouse and I learn things about each other's day that we wouldn't if we hadn't been writing it as well. Right. And I like the connection of when you're going to use the bathroom you have a second to yourself and you can think about, oh, what am I feeling so that I can put that on the board? And there are so many opportunities in our day where we don't take the minute to figure out how we are feeling. And I think that that in many times gets in the way of our next interaction, right? Because we didn't recognize that we were sad about something that happened earlier in the day. We can't recognize, process it and get it out of the way 
for the next engagement or this, the next interaction that we have with a person. And so they become stuck, right? So if we're not recognizing an emotion then it still gets to play out for us versus, oh, wow, that really upset me or somehow my feelings are hurt, but I'm not sure what to do about it yet. Then I can move on to the next engagement without bringing that um, residual feelings forward. Absolutely. And it also helps, at least for me as a parent and my spouse as a parent, to be able to see, you know, our child wrote frustrated. And then, you know, three hours later, we ask them to do the dishes and we go, okay, well, is this about the dishes or is this about what they were frustrated before? And we talk a lot about low hanging fruit in our family and we don't deal in low hanging fruit. So those first emotions that kind of come to mind, you know, what's a little bit more complex, what's behind that. And when you get to that point, you're able to really make some significant, um, some significant progress and some significant connections. And that was not something we could start with, but something we've been able to build to with doing this for a number of years now. Right. I really love how it creates this introspective look at your feelings that a person then learns to articulate with their loved ones. And then perhaps you're able to move that forward out into the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. What a great idea. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. All right. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today and for your amazing suggestion that hopefully some of our parents will get an opportunity to put that in place and let either you or I know about how that turned out for them. Um, We always love to get parents feedback on um, the ideas that we suggest and invite them to do that through um, the podcast link or to join us on our Facebook group through the Intuitive Parents Collective. Fantastic. Sarah, I Thank hope you for we... having me. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. I hope that uh, you hear from some of our parents and I really have enjoyed our time to get to know each other. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Hi, this is Francis. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Intuitive Parents Podcast. We are thrilled to have you here and hope that you enjoyed it. Please share our podcast with others who may benefit and leave us a review. To receive a free gift of the 14-day challenge, bringing peace to your household, go to mygiftfromfrancis.com. That's mygiftfromfrancis.com. Take care. I look forward to working with you.